welcome to couch potato. Okay, just want to preface this one straight off the bat and say I still have no idea how to start these, so I'm just going to start and pretend like we're midway through one already. Hi, welcome back. This is episode 11? Episode 11? Still here? Rear of the year? Um, I'm sure you're all wondering run, run, why the cryptic um, title for this episode and as a complete surprise to absolutely no one, this is going to be unscripted and unrelated to nutrition, as per every other episode, more or less, um, that we record. Um, and I wasn't even sure if I really wanted to record this, I guess, because it, it's probably not going to come across as very podcasty, but more like a recap I guess um, I don't really know a good way to put it it's like a brain dump in a way or venting or who knows it's um, well this is currently 40 seconds of your life wasted by me not knowing what I want to say um, but this essentially I am um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this sort of anniversary moment, I guess. Um, for those that do, for those that don't, um, this is the uh, anniversary of my dad passing away. And this year, amongst all the other years, has been a very different to put it um, bluntly different 12 months than uh, any of the other previous 12 which have come after it um, so dad passed away on the 8th of September 2013 which um, you know whip out your world's tiniest violin but that's also the the day after my mum's birthday so and he passed away during the night so it wasn't a uh wasn't a particularly pleasant day um i am um, the story around it was i i got a voice note from my mum um that morning uh, around sort of like two or three in the morning basically to say something terrible had happened and, and to phone her back and you know, the rest is history after that which is why I hate receiving phone calls <laughs> pretty much um, also the fact I just I hate when people phone you out of the blue when you're not expecting it because I, I know that my whole spiel is to try and flip everything into a positive frame of mind but God damn it, everyone hates an, an, an sort of an unplanned phone call because nine times out of ten, you're expecting it to be bad news and then the other time you've won the lottery or something. Which, you know, still waiting for that anytime. Although I think you need to actually 
you know, get a ticket to win the lottery, but whatever. Um, so yeah, so this is, this is year seven. Um, and I guess kind of the reason why I wanted to do this today was, like, I think everyone sort of knows that I've had my mental health, um, journey, I guess you may call it that, or, or battles, or struggles, or whatever the fuck. I'm sure I'll find some way to describe it that'll offend someone on the internet. Although I did see someone get offended um, about using the term Karen in referring to white people, and then looked at their profile earlier, and they were dressed as a giant leather, um, what do you call them? It's a bloody dog with a big long nose. Anyway, they were dressed as a big leather dog, like with a mask and everything on, and things around their nipples and stuff. Uh, anyway, getting off topic. <laughs> Basically, everyone gets offended about everything, so I'm just going to shut up, continue what I was talking about. Um, so yeah, so this year's been... This year's been different. Um, you know, sort of 12 months ago... I had just moved to Scotland with a um, girlfriend at the time. I uh, was going through a very hard time between my ears behind closed doors, which I didn't let anyone in on because I didn't want to burden anyone. Um, I had partnered up with another business, which turned out to be a very bad idea on my part because it wasn't a good fit and ultimately I had unfair expectations of them I had unfair expectations of myself and I was just not in a good headspace for it and I think that's that's neither here nor there but it didn't end very well um, and Needless to say, the relationship didn't end very well, hence why you'll catch me on all your very popular uh, dating apps. Of course, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all the most popular dating apps where people tend to slide into your DMs and try to sell you some kind of pyramid scheme, which I think is what dating looks like these days, so that's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Nothing like getting offered Herbalife on the daily. Um, how about Herbalife? What about that? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm getting myself in trouble with all this stupid talk. Stupid talk. <laughs> stupid talk. Uh, yeah, I told you this is going to be a brain fart. So, pff, unscripted brain fart. This is what it is. Um, end of that year. I think it's important to provide context as to why the last 12 months was one of the biggest turnarounds in my life, particularly between last summer to Christmas and then Christmas there on after, um, which were two sort of polar opposite ends of the, the mental health scale, I guess. Leading up into Christmas, I was definitely depressed. I, I, I had depression for a long time, quite a number of years, probably far beyond since dad passed. Um, 
always been something I've struggled with, and I'm not sure if that's if that's from childhood or or what it is. But I've I've kind of it's come in peaks and troughs throughout my life. I've had it I had it quite severely when I was younger and and dealt with my sort of my issues around sort of my weight, my body, and my health. And then it was like most certainly after Dad passed, there was a lot of issues which kind of arose, I guess, around how he passed and questions around that sort of and I don't I don't really want to share today <laughs> it's still a bit like hard to share I guess <laughs> um, but needless to say um, going into that Christmas coming home you know I love coming home I love going home I was going home at the time coming home is different um, I'll explain what I mean later on. Um, but going home for Christmas that year, I uh, definitely had a lot on my mind. I um, was very, not just alone as a person, but lonely, um, lost, very lost, sort of masquerading behind a business which you know, was doing good things for good people, but wasn't, I wasn't, in terms of like my personal self, I wasn't in a good place. So that was weighing on me as well quite a lot. Um, and when I did go home for Christmas, I found out some information around how dad passed and that really was the straw that broke the camel's back unfortunately and I had no idea how to express that at the time and that caused an awful lot of issues with people that I cared about unfortunately um, and long story short I spent more time alone very often sort of not wanting to be here because that seemed easier and I think people misconstrue that for suicidality but suicidality and not wanting to be here are two different things I think that's important um, and for some reason unbeknownst to me I seem to be one of these people who just doesn't like to quit <laughs> So I ended up going into therapy start of the year. And this was more to help me put together a very broken jigsaw. Um, I found it very useful. I, uh, I had a wonderful therapist from Australia called Mark. Um, our sessions would have went something like, Good eye, Mark. How are you feeling? You still depressed? You depressed, mate? Oh, ruined it there. Um, Antidepressants. Um, and Mark, Mark helped me an awful lot. Didn't seem to appreciate the comments I made about asking him if he had a pet koala for me to play with while we spoke. But uh, aside from that, was also very curious about how I work, which I find quite interesting. Um, he found it very interesting how I coach people and how I'm very open 
bear, I guess, with it, um, and said it could be quite taxing mentally, and I said, well, it's one depressed mite, jeez, um, <laughs> no, uh, that wasn't why I was depressed, I love my job, um, well, I love, it's not even a job, like, I love the life I've created, um, but this was, this was something that was always kind of very odd to describe. It's like you're hiding behind a mask and you're drowning behind the mask and no one can see. It's fucking weird. Um, where was I? So yeah, so I was working with Mark for a couple of months and he really helped me through it. Um, I, w- I would highly advise going to see someone like that or one of the things that I wish I had have done a long long time ago was be brave enough to talk to someone and I feel like I felt like it would have been unfair for me to burden someone else with my thoughts feelings emotions experiences my interpretations of of what I had thought had happened when the reality was much, much different and I had been living this kind of warped reality around something which had never happened. And that was kind of why the floor sort of fell through or or how would you even describe it, like the carpet being pulled from underneath your feet or, you know, a very fragile mind shatters. I think that's what they call a breakdown. That's essentially what I had, which is fun. Um, and those two or three months of maintaining a business and working on my mental health were extremely challenging, to be quite honest. Um, very grateful that I was so close to a beach because I've always found the, uh, the beach or the ocean or whatever to be very like I don't know I can I can turn my brain off when I'm there combo that with finding Frank Ocean masterpiece um, especially blonde oh my god see if you've not heard blonde hang up this whatever this is podcast and get straight on Spotify there and get blonde up you've got to listen to Pink and White Siegfried Knight's and start with those. Because they're banging. Um, especially Knights. Knights is my favourite. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is totally venting, isn't it? There's like, there's no, <laughs> there's no linear storytelling whatsoever. So definitely will not be promoting this one. This is, this is just, this is just me talking. So, Whatever, if you're still with me here. I might do another Mark impression later. I never know. Uh, probably not. Um, so yeah, so that was that was a couple of months. Uh, and I would, I would train privately. Um, I always find the gym to be a form of therapy, I guess, for me. It's when Dad did pass, the gym was... I guess my outlet for a lot of those short-term emotions. Um, and the funny thing was, is 
for someone who's had such an unhealthy relationship with exercise and diet in the past, I never found myself turning to that. And instead, my unhealthy behaviors were to act in a way that I negated all emotional, emotionality, is that a word? Or bottled it up so that I could appear to be stronger for the people who I felt needed it around me the most at the time. And that ultimately cost me quite a lot, and maybe it helped them at the time, I don't know. How are you supposed to know? I guess it's just one of those things. You know, you always wish you could do more, say more, say the right thing, do the right thing, be the right person when people need it, but you never really know what that looks like, do you? So, I guess there's an element of like faith in what you're doing a lot of the time, which is kind of what I've got. I work with people who have very severe eating disorders or relationships with their body or have been through childhood sexual abuse or trauma or domestic abuse, you know, people who have been raped, like all this stuff. And I just, I feel like this goes back to the imposter syndrome talk we did not too long ago. And it's like, am I capable of helping these people? It's a question that runs through my mind very frequently. But I guess the one thing that comforts me when it comes to that is the willingness to work, to be that person. Because like I said, I don't think from, from being on the other side of it, I know there's not a, there's not a right thing to say all the time. There's not, there's no perfect thing to do there's no perfect approach there's no you know you can have those aha moments for people where it all clicks and that's a beautiful thing and I've had that an awful lot with the people I've worked with and I'm very fortunate to have people that I work with who I don't know can let their guard down for a moment to sh to share sort of what they've been through with me and, and I don't know if it's experience or luck or or maybe I'm just fucking good at what I do but you do have these moments where you say something to someone and it changes their whole life and it's kind of it's why I got into it I guess and partially why I got into it and a big driver for me for a long time which seems very unrealistic now, now that I'm a big boy adult you know five six years down the line um I always felt, this is something that I had to work with during my therapy, was I always felt an immense feeling of guilt that I wasn't able to do anything about dad passing away. Like, why couldn't I have stopped it? And and sort of knowing what I know now and, and you know, I guess coming through the other side of what I went through. It's like there was, there's no way, like the best doctors in the world couldn't have done it. So what am I supposed to have done? You know, but I get the opportunity now to work with people to, you know, not in the same sense as like a, a superhero who can, you know, catch someone falling off a building or, you know, or run into a flaming house and save someone or beat up the bad guy and rescue the day or whatever the fuck. 
but I have my own way where I get to see people's lives and that used to be a negative driver for me because I felt like I couldn't but now it's a positive driver for me because I see that I can and I get told that I can and I can see it and that's quite nice and now I've completely lost entire train of thought of where I was <laughs> it is amazing it doesn't help I, like see I'm sitting here with like three candles lit and I like do you ever stare at the flames and just get absolutely like zoned out that's me that's me now um, but yeah so I was in therapy with Mac chime mine how you feeling bad um I don't have a pet koala. So I was in therapy with Mark. I was in therapy with Mark up until I moved home. End of March. This year. And earlier I said about there's a difference between going home and coming home. That four to five month period with my mental health was like. Whoa. And so when I was coming out the other side of it. To actually, the, on the plane home, which was such a relief because it was the last rescue flight out of Edinburgh um, to Belfast, that felt different. That felt like I was coming home. And I wanted to come home and I want to be home because I want to do stuff here for the people that are here. It feels like I have time to make up because I basically ran away from home for like seven years. <laughs> Which sounds fucking ludicrous. I mean, I, I obviously didn't run away to do my undergrad or, or master's. Um, you know, that was, that was planned. Um, that was conversations I'd had with dad. Even though people had asked me to come home before I went to do my master's, dad passed away start of fourth year um, I had over the start of fourth year somewhere in third fourth year um, I had always had ambitions to go and do the masters and he told me I should I don't think he realized there would be a fucking 10 grand debt attached to that but okay <laughs> still paying that one off for a piece of paper tells me that I'm good at food so thanks dad um, but uh, I guess every year after that was more so running away from home and you know even like relationships and, and things like that were all I don't want to say a distraction but a way for me to not address what was going on and that was very unfair so it was and to that end you do feel like a bad person you know because you did you did jobs or you're in relationships or you said things to people that you didn't necessarily mean and it was either because you were afraid of being alone or you were afraid of someone getting too close to you. Fucking weird. 
Needless to say, I am also now still afraid of people getting too close to me because if they touch me, they might give me coronavirus or something or Ebola or whatever the fuck's going on these days. But not it wasn't in the same breadth as as before. But like I said, this time coming, this was coming home in March, and it feels much different. This feels like home. Feel. It's a funny feeling to be content or at peace or whatever else. Like when it feels right. I don't know. How do you even describe it? And I guess like it's it's weird in a way that the things that I would have prayed for I'm not I'm not a religious person. You know, unless God wants to help me win the lottery. You know, fire away big G. Um but the things that I probably would have prayed for if I was a praying man or asked for, wanted for, hoped for, you know, five, six years ago are the things that I have now, you know, I'm happy. <laughs> I live a life that I created, come to peace with things around dad. I get to spend a lot of time around my grandparents, albeit not as much as I'd like, especially with granny, um, due to restrictions around COVID and stuff. But I get to spend more time with my family and, and more time with my friends. and You don't have that lonely feeling anymore, which is like, I don't mind being alone. I'm quite content with myself as a person. Like alone to me is like the physical, not people being around, which I can't actually avoid right now because the dog's in the other room and she might bark at any time because if she farts, she barks and she's old. So... A lot of risk factors involved there. Um, but lonely is probably different because you like the, kind of the way that I would distinguish between them was loneliness to me was I was in a place full of people and I would feel like I was still completely alone. And that's very different. And that's scary. But I don't feel that anymore. Which is good, obviously. Um, so yeah, so this is this is year seven. It only took me to now to come to terms with everything that had happened, I guess, around dad and stuff. And even then, I, I mean, what, we're 26, 27 minutes into this. I mean, I could talk about it all day. But there's certain things that I wouldn't want to put out there without having thought them through first. Like this is just me trying to just, I don't know, I just wanted to talk, I guess. That's what a podcast is, you just talk, yo. Even though this one's been total fucking bollocks, but whatever. It's my podcast, you're listening, who's the dummy? Mm, it's probably Spotify. Um, or a sponsor, hint hint, wink wink. No, this is, I don't know, I just wanted to to recap, and, and I guess if I was to recap, it would be that it feels, I used to feel every morning like a sense of dread about what the day was going to bring, what life was going to take away from me that day, and that sucks to feel that way. And it also sucks to feel like 
you don't want to be here anymore. And I would say now, like this is the best I've felt in the best part of a decade, if not longer. Like I can't get enough of life. <laughs> I want more. I want to do more. I want to be more. I want to see more. I want to talk to more people. I want to. I want to help more people. Like I want all this stuff, and I work for it, which is which is great because I hate people who fucking talk about it and don't do anything about it. But I also, when I wake up in the morning, it's like there isn't enough time to do all these things, and I love that. I don't like it because I feel like there's not enough time, but I love it because that's how I'm feeling, is that there's not enough time to do as much as I think that I can do, to help as many people, to do as much stuff. And it's so different than what it was 12 months ago. And I have no idea what the purpose of this podcast was. I guess, if anything, it's like... I think people seem to think that I... Because I, I help people with their health and stuff, that I haven't gone through my fair share of, of shit, so here you go. Welcome to know all my deepest, darkest. Um... Did you know I used to pick my nose and eat it when I was a baby? Keep that one on file. You might need it for blackmailing down the line. Um, I also ate a wasp one time off an apple when I was a baby. Which explains why I'm so frightened of them. Although, in, in all fairness, they are wee bastards like. So, I mean, who goes around and stings people with their ass? Horrific chat. And speaking of them, like bees are just wasps, retarded, overweight friend. They sting people with their ass and die. What is the point? Literally the most pointless thing. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. I guess if this podcast is useful for anything, it's useful for me just to talk. Sometimes you just need to talk when you're in the house by yourself and the dog doesn't speak back because she's sleeping and she's partially deaf. Um... But I would implore, if there's any young man listening, any man, anyone listening, if there's anyone fucking listening, I'd be surprised. Like, if you are going through something, try and talk to someone. Because I didn't for a long time, and it was such a stupid decision. (laughs) I could have been living a much better life for a longer period of time if I had to just talk to someone. If I had to just been brave enough to talk to someone and albeit maybe that's helped me become who I am today I I don't know but I would talk to someone if I could do it all over yeah nothing amazing to say this week Uh, let's round it up with some nutrition stuff Soups and shakes diet is fine. Go look at the research. Uh, It's not a Michael Mosley thing. There's that covered. Uh, Detoxes, still retarded. Uh, Monster Energy, if you want to sponsor me, 
H what is it HMU hit me up uh, let's cover some other big topics big big topics in the sphere CBD oil uh, it's okay it might help it's might just be placebo and one more give me one more come on brain let's go fast fire time uh, oh the world's number one superfood which you probably haven't heard of but you really should is Little's baked beans not even kidding they bring the fire when it comes to nutrient profile do you want to know why guess how many grams of fiber in a Little's baked beans guess yes a million just kidding there's genuinely 36 or 37 grams of fiber in a tin of beans for like 30p what the fuck so yes monster zero you sponsor me some cbd oil preferably one of snoop dogs you can sponsor me or little of course you can sponsor me with baked beans and on that note i'm gonna end the podcast the weird cast the talk cast the vent cast whatever the fuck cast um i'm gonna end it have any questions which i hope you don't because I don't know what you would even ask about this one. Um, fire them into my OnlyFans count, which of course is still OnlyJams. And you can catch me uh, on Crime Watch every week, as per normal. They're still trying to catch me um, for calling Michael Mosley a poo-poo head. So yes. Thanks everyone for listening. I already hate myself slightly more now for ruining this heartfelt podcast with the ver- with the last couple of minutes, but you know what can you do? It's me. Um, so yeah, episode eleven. I'm sure you're all so thankful that you tuned in. <laughs> all right, don't know how to finish it. Bone apple teeth. Whatever. Enjoy your week.